Welcome to the Christian Wealth Podcast, where people come to learn what the Bible says about money, wealth, and business. Be inspired by some of the greatest Christian thinkers and commentators from around the planet. Enjoy this episode with your host, Alex Cook. Alex Cook, the founder of Wealth With Purpose, our Ask Alex segment. Alex Cook, a special welcome back to 2020. Thanks, Neil. Great to be with you. Alex, while we wait for a listener call or two, uh, let's talk through some issues. Uh, The role of wealth creation in transforming our world for Jesus. This is one of those things right at the Mm. heart of who we are as Christian believers. And when we've got some financial priorities in place, let's talk about wealth, because sometimes this is a confusing thing. Let's talk about how wealth is. is created. Mm. Well, look, we have an amazing creator God. You know, wealth creation really comes from God. He created this amazing world uh, that flourishes with abundance and diversity. Uh, And, of course, he made us in his image. So he wants us to co-create with him. And, uh, you know, he's given human beings this amazing ability to create things, products and services uh, for the common good. And we see that all around it. And over time, obviously, uh, things, you know, we get these amazing technologies and new, wonderful things that really has come from God. These are, you know, God-given ideas and talents. And it's we find it straight out of Scripture, you know, Deuteronomy 8.18, a verse I, I love qu- uh, quoting, because it, it tells us exactly how wealth is created. And that is, it says, Remember the Lord your God, for it is he who gives you the ability to produce wealth. So our ability, you know, as human beings have this amazing capacity to create things, but that ability and talent comes from God himself. Um, if you look in other versions, because I thought I'll look around and see if any other versions use any sort of different expressions, but they all pretty much largely use the same thing. Some said God gives us the strength to produce wealth, and others use the expression that God gives us the ability uh, to be successful. So either way you look at it, God has given human beings this amazing capacity to create things, to build things, uh, to make new inventions, and, and all this from what he created, from the abundance and diversity that we see around us. Um, So it's an amazing thing. And of course, when you look around the world, a lot of it we see through the business community. You you see businesses, you know, big tech and all these sort of things creating products and services. So the business world, um, which is often demonized in our society these days, uh, some for for, for fair reasons, some for, for not, but wealth creation very much comes through the business community, businesses creating products and services and so forth. Um, And it's a God-given ability and one that we should honour in our churches and one we should be promoting because, uh, you know, as we've called today, you know, we, we, I believe he can transform the world through using wealth creation as one of the tools. I think we might be happy to hear scripture reflecting. It's not that God gives us ability to survive, but he actually gives us the ability to create wealth. And as you say, uh, it can be used for good and it could be used for evil. Now let's talk about wealth mm. and what it might be for. As, uh, as business generates wealth, uh, Christians ought to be on the side of saying, well, yes, wealth creation is from God. But uh, is there a purpose that we can identify from the scripture? What is wealth for, Alex? Absolutely. Well, look, the question I often like to ask people is, I ask them this, I say, who funded Jesus's ministry you know we often think of Jesus you know being supernatural um, and 
often people just glance over in scripture how Jesus actually met his needs as he traveled around for the, for the three years of his earthly ministry. Um, but we find the answer actually in Luke chapter 8, verses 1 to 3, when it talks about the three women. So Mary, called Magdalene, Joanna, the wife of uh, Chusa, Herod's household manager, and Susanna, along with others, provided for them out of their means. So it was actually three women that supported Jesus's ministry using the financial resources that God had provided to them. Now, so sometimes we think God's going to provide miraculously, and of course he does. You know, we look at the story of the, the fish and the loaves and how Jesus fed the 5,000. So we look at that kind of thing. And, and God could have supported Jesus's ministry anyway, you know, he wanted to, being Jesus being God himself. But he actually chose human beings to fund the ministry. So when we think about the wealth that God puts in our hands as believers, we are to use that wealth to fund kingdom activities, to fund ministry. Um, and of course, especially also to do things like eliminate poverty. Um, you know, poverty is a massive problem around our globe, no, no surprise there. But business and wealth creation have an enormous capacity to lift people out of poverty. Now, if you think business, and as I say, business is often demonized, but the reality is wealth is created in business, but it also creates employment. And employment, of course, is what lifts people out of poverty as well. So business in itself, which as I say, is a great source of wealth creation, has intrinsic value, not only just as a means of material provision for us and many of the needs of our families, but also as a potential agent to positively transform our society. And probably what I'd give you an example of today is if you look at large corporates in Australia, they are actively trying to transform our society, but often in ways that are counter to what us as Christians believe. You know, we've got this woke culture going on at the moment and big business is, is almost anti-Christian in some respects, not always, but in some respects. So as a Christian in business, and you don't have to be just a business owner, but a Christian engaged in the wealth creation process, we can not only bless those around us, but we can have a positive transformation impact in our society using the wealth and of course business as well as a tool for transforming our society for good. And interesting, isn't it, as you can very easily identify that corporate woke activism, uh, what would we anticipate, we might ask, if Christian business leaders and Christian businesses that are uh, generating wealth, if they got active uh, for a positive way of reinforcing and funding faith? Uh, that's a really powerful thought, isn't it? Hey, uh, Alex, some of the faults that we have in our thinking about wealth, things that might be holding us back uh, for business people who are in church life and church leaders and uh, perhaps even thinking that might need to be fine-tuned, tweaked a little. What are your thoughts here about faulty mm. beliefs? Well, I think in the church, and obviously there's quite a lot of variation, but many people see wealth as something that's been obtained through greed or that having wealth or even gaining wealth is a greedy activity. 
rather than seeing it that way, we should actually see it as a tool. So wealth, in it, Jesus never demonizes wealth. He just warns us about the dangers of it and the dangers of our heart attitudes towards it. But wealth in and of itself can be used for amazing good. So one of these faulty beliefs is around this idea that, that wealth is bad. It's often through ill-gotten gains and is associated with greed. So we really need to replace that with a realization that wealth creation is actually a holy calling and that the ability to create wealth is in fact a gift from God, which is what the Bible actually says. It's a gift from God. And so we need to then have this positive approach to wealth, notwithstanding that we need to guard our hearts. So, you know, we need to make sure that uh, wealth doesn't derail us because, you know, last week I think we talked about um, the fact that, you know, Jesus said you can't serve two masters and that is the risk uh, that wealth can take you off track. But in reality, what Jesus is saying is don't serve money, but use it. Use it as a tool for being generous. Use it as a you know, wealth creation, which is a gift that he has given us to um, fulfill our calling and to advance his kingdom and to transform our society as God intended us for us to do because it's a positive thing and so we need to rethink and have a positive view towards wealth creation but just acknowledging the risks attached to it. Alex, as individuals, we might be thinking thousands for acts of generosity but if you're in a corporate sense and you know, not every uh, small business is generating millions, but some get to a point where uh, the size of their wealth creation in business gets to that point of millions. How do you think people perceive business, where wealth is created, uh, the connection here to what happens with funding the ministry of the gospel? Mm, well, having been around you know church life for the, the last sort of 25-odd years, Often, I think the mistake is business people get treated like a bit of a cash cow to fund ministry, to fund their local church. And there's no question that's a good thing, that business can fund the local church. You know, it should. You know, that's one of, as I say, God's intention is that wealth gets used towards those kingdom activities. However, what it does, though, is it, it puts off sometimes the business person into being sort of a lesser role in the church, that their role is really just to fund activity as opposed to business itself being a mission field in and of itself and a field, so a mission as in for sharing the gospel, but also a mission field in terms of uh, driving transformation in a nation. So if people are listening to this and they're in business, maybe they're a small business owner or you know, even if they're just engaged in, in the, the business world, they should have a view that they have a holy calling that God is wanting to use them in their marketplace to, to do good and to use that role as an opportunity uh, to build his kingdom. Because I take the view that once you become a Christian, you're in ministry. It's not just pastors. And so our job is not merely to fund the local church. Our job is to take the view that we are in ministry the moment we become a Christian. We're called to make disciples uh, wherever we are. You know, the Bible says go into the world and make disciples of all the nations. So that is all the role of all of us, not just, say, people who are in paid ministry. And so we need to stop treating business as purely a cash cow and treat it in and of itself as a mission field and as an opportunity to drive massive positive change in our nation and to, and I would argue, to encourage 
entrepreneurship in churches itself to, um, you know, to, to in t- tap into people's creative ability. It's amazing, isn't it? The ploughboy and the milkmaid. I'm pretty sure that was Martin Luther who said that they are just as much in ministry as those who are leading the church. Hey, there's a flip side, and it's interesting that perhaps the way we're wired, Alex, uh, as to the side we want to hear, but you're talking about how good and how ministry-focused and uh, uh, the way our orientation ought to be in uh, the creation and the gaining of wealth before God. Uh, but let's touch on this flip side, the side that mostly gets the attention, uh, the, the sorts of dangers mm. that there are in pursuing wealth. How do you describe those? Yeah, well, look, ultimately the human heart is corrupt. You know, the Bible tells us the human heart is corrupt and therefore money and the pursuit of wealth can end up corrupting us and we you know you see that all around we only have to look at the news to see how money can corrupt people so really what i think jesus is is warning us and you know as i mentioned earlier he talked about not serving money Um, he's really warning us to make sure that we don't allow money to damage our relationship with god you know god wants us to build wealth to build his kingdom he wants us to build wealth to, to, to help people out of poverty. He wants us to use it as a tool for doing good. But the real risk is if our heart goes astray, which, you know, it so easily does uh, when it falls in love with money and wealth, is we then end up with a range of potential spiritual problems. And, you know, some of the really obvious, obvious ones are, you know, lack of contentment. You know, we see that all around us, particularly in Western culture. Uh, greed obviously manifests itself. And greed is just as simple, is simply this insatiable desire for more, always wanting more. And, of course, hoarding. You know, interestingly, the Bible makes a big distinction. So saving for, a, for goals is a, is a good biblical practice. Hoarding, on the other hand, is accumulating wealth for no good purpose. You know, it's never going to be used um, and so forth. So these are some of the things. And probably the, the biggest danger, I think, when people get wealth is they then become prideful and arrogant. They, they lack humility. And you often see that amongst wealthy people. Um, not always, because I meet some beautiful Christians who are genuinely very wealthy, who are humble and fund amazing ministry. But you do see on the flip side in our society that often... Uh, people become very prideful and arrogant when they uh, obtain wealth. So really what we need to do here is not be anti-wealth, but rather use it and understand that we have to be very cautious with it by guarding our heart and making sure that our intentions are always right and asking God's Holy Spirit, you know, to guide us and to to keep us in check and, and having accountability around money because it can take us astray if we mishandle it. So we've weighed in the balance uh, some pros and cons. Uh, We've dealt with some issues around our own attitudes to wealth and we recognise we're fairly gifted in business. Maybe we should apply ourselves before God to creating wealth. So what leads someone, Alex, to gaining wealth? Uh, What are your thoughts here? Mm, look, there's a, there's a range of things. Firstly, um, there are those who have a genuine gifting. You know, I meet people from time to time where God has just blessed them with an amazing ability uh, to, to gain wealth. You know, they've got, they're have got either highly skilled in a particular area or they're a natural entrepreneur. So there's those kinds of people. Um, but in, if you read Proverbs, and Proverbs mentions this several times, 
is hard work leads to prosperity. So, you know, I, and in fact, I don't think I can think of off the top of my head anyone who hasn't worked hard to obtain wealth other than those perhaps that have inherited it. And that's a tiny, tiny minority of people that are ever in that situation. Um, the other thing is wealth, as I mentioned earlier, is predominantly created through business. You know, people uh, think of property and so forth, but often that's where people put wealth that they've already gained. You know, they've gained wealth and so they, they invested in property, which is fairly passive. Um, but really, if you think about, oh, I always like using examples like Microsoft and Apple, right? Because these are companies that started in somebody's garage, you know, just started with a, you know, a brilliant idea. And they, they worked unbelievably hard and built it from nothing using these God-given abilities. Um, and then they've built these, you know, world-changing businesses. So that's, that, that's how it ultimately works. And, of course, there's, in many cases, uh, you know, a touch of God's blessing on people's lives, you know, that work hard. And I think for the believer, those that are honourable and faithful in the way they go about business, you know, God can trust those people. And so if people are trustworthy, God will, will bless them. Um, you know, a lot of Christians want to be blessed, but they don't want to count the cost of doing things God's way. And so that's the important thing to be careful of, too, because often people, their wealth creation goes astray through uh, wrong thinking and wrong behaviour. Well, this is the key, isn't it? Because while we're talking about biblical foundations and recognising that creating wealth is a God-given gift, a thing that we ought to pursue once we've managed those possibilities that things can go wrong, then you've got the capacity to manage that wealth. And we're back to a biblical foundation in all of that too. We might have to pursue this on another week, but uh, but how we manage the wealth that God has given to us. That's what dominates a lot of our conversation, Alex. Mm, and look, I think, um, you know, there's a, a great passage of Scripture, and I think it's a real message for Australians. Most people in Australia tend not to think of themselves as wealthy. They tend to point at the people they see on TV, you know, like a Gina Reinhardt or something like that. They point at people who they see as extremely wealthy, whereas in reality, as, as a nation, the average Australian is very wealthy. In fact, the average Australian on Centrelink earns more income from Centrelink than most people earn in paid employment in other nations. That's the reality. So I think the, the scripture I like to quote here just to challenge Australian believers is that the Bible says, to whom much is given, much is expected. You know, when we do, we do get blessed with wealth, we have a, a responsibility uh, to share it uh, to be generous with it, we need to have that eternal focus with the wealth that God has put in our hands. I think too often uh, the danger, once again, this comes back to the danger side of money, it's very easy to fall into the trap that it's for me and that I've worked hard for it and so forth. Because often building wealth is associated with hard work and so we feel, like, oh, we need a reward for it. That, and that may be true to some degree, but the reality is we're, we're building it for eternal purposes to fund God's kingdom and to transform our society for Jesus. And that needs to be the heart that is associated with managing the wealth that God has put in our hands. We're going to have to uh, call our conversation off here, but there's plenty more to say. We'll continue on these sorts of issues and items in conversation on Tuesdays on our Ask Alex segment. You can connect with Alex Cook. He is the founder of Wealth With Purpose. 
Uh, you can do so at his website, wealthwithpurpose.com. That's where you can find all sorts of good free resources. Uh, you can find podcast content there. You can follow Alex on Facebook and Twitter. And you can send an email on an Ask Alex topic. Ask Alex at wealthwithpurpose.com. Alex, great insights as always. Thank you so much for taking some time to share those with us today on 2020. 